Welcome to the Life's Necessities and Luxuries Radio Show. Today, our host, Dawn Marie Nutel, your life's commodities broker, will bring you fashion, beauty tips, business acumen, teach you where to find the life's greatest necessities and the finest luxuries. Now, here's Dawn Marie. Hey, my lifers, it's Dawn Marie Mutel. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Necessities and Luxuries. We have a special guest today. Her name is Ashley James, and she is an NLP expert and holistic health coach. And she's here today to talk to us about a couple of ways that we can immediately lower our anxiety, reverse disease, and also give us some tips for better productivity and success. We have a lot to cover, so let's welcome Ashley on the line. How's it going, Ashley? Oh, I'm so excited to be here today. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You know, we don't have that much time to spend together, so do you mind if we just jump right in? Absolutely. I've been teaching people how to end anxiety since 2005. It's an NLP technique that takes less than 30 seconds, and it turns off anxiety. It's so powerful that clients have come back to me and told me that they were able to successfully get off of their anxiety medication. I was, I've been so thrilled. That's the feedback I keep getting from people is that uh, people who are, who are chronically in an anxious state can actually completely be free of that to the point where they work with their doctor to get off of anxiety medication because of how powerful this technique is. So imagine for you, Maybe the average person who isn't on anxiety medication, how powerful this technique can be as well. Well, I love that. And I just want to backtrack a little bit because there may be some listeners out there who don't know what NLP is. Um, I am familiar with it. Uh, I studied with Tad James of No Relation, and he studied directly with the creators of NLP, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. In fact, my teacher, Tad James, was hired by Tony Robbins, uh, and Tony Robbins learned a lot of techniques from him including timeline therapy, which is Tad's, uh, Tad created timeline therapy and it's an offshoot, uh, of NLP. Uh, and that's the technique I'm going to teach today is, is a, t- a technique from timeline therapy, which is the ability to eliminate anxiety or turn off the anxiety response in the body. So what does the NLP stand for for those who are listening that don't know what that means? It stands for neuro linguistic programming. Uh, basically it is Cognitive behavioral therapy and, and, um, and behavioral psychology. It's studying at the core how we tick, the map of our, of how we create our reality, how the brain creates our reality. Uh, how, how is it that you and I can go see the same movie and walk out with a totally different experience? How is it that you and I can watch politics and have such different beliefs, have such different experiences of the same political speech? How is it that we have different versions of reality and yet we think that our reality is the only one and is the right one? And a lot of conflict (laughs) could be resolved if everyone studied NLP because when you study NLP, you begin to learn and understand how we create our world and the limiting beliefs and, and negative emotions and limiting decisions that are part of our filter system that help to shape our reality in a negative way and actually limit us. And I'm sure you've seen it in those you love where you see that they, they could be so much more successful if they believed in themselves or if they didn't have that belief about themselves or someone else or about life in general. Um, what we believe directly shapes our outcomes in life and directly sh- shapes our behavior, 
our behavior is directly affected by our mood, but our mood can be changed by our physiology. And so there's techniques you can learn to quickly change your mood by changing your even just your physiology. Once you change your mood and your physiology, you can change your state. You can change your in, your focus and your brain shifts how it's processing your internal reality. So we have a big effect on our ability to change our behavior and our results in life based on based on very simple tools. NLP likes to boil it down to simple tools that make really, really big difference. So it's not psychology. You're not, uh, when you go to an NLP practitioner, you will talk about your life, uh, but not from the standpoint of having to relive uh, the suffering that you've had for your whole life, like Freudian therapy, 200 hours on a couch. You, the, what the NLP list, practitioner is listening for is your belief system and, and where you're limiting yourself and, and then they teach you techniques so that you can, these tools so that you can become, as the creators of NLP says, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, they say, who's driving the bus? You become the driver. You become the, the, the bus driver of your life. You get in the driver's seat because you can change your behavior, change your results in life, change your mood, change your state, change your focus. You can even resolve limiting decisions and negative emotions. So that you just become more of who you are. It's a way to very, to shed baggage very quickly as well. I love that because I have been studying this for quite a while now myself because you know, it's something that I think from an early age, I got into real estate back when I was like 19 years old and I realized like there was all these people who were out there. They were all, you know, more successful and I was feeling very insecure and very like intimidated by them. So I remember uh, a friend of mine who was on a tennis team that I was on when I was in high school, um, he told me he had went to see Tony Robbins, and this is when he kind of first came out. This was back in the 80s, and he told me he walked on the, you know, the fire walk and all that stuff. And, and so I started to uh, pull out his cassettes at the time I was on cassettes, and I started to learn about how our mind really can control what our outcomes are. And, and I'm so glad to have you on the show because I talk about this topic so many different, so many different times that people are probably tired of me talking about it. But I want somebody who's a specialist in this to share what you know about it because it is so crucial if you want to have a fulfilled and happy life without feeling really stressed out. It's a great way to be able to control those emotions and the mindset, and it's all about mindset. And so uh, are there some techniques that you can teach us on maybe like when, you know, when somebody's really anxious, how they can quickly get out of that state? Yes, that's exactly what I want to teach today is um, is the first technique. Uh, so there's many, many tools I can teach you, and this one is the quickest and most powerful. So I'm going to give you the biggest bang for your, for your buck. So the... Awesome. The, we first have to understand what, what is anxiety. Anxiety is not a negative emotion like any other emotion. Anxiety is a message from your unconscious mind to focus on what you want. What does that mean? You can uh, think about the past and you can reactivate a negative emotion like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, or guilt. But you cannot reactivate anxiety from the past. Like you can think about back when you did your driver's test. You can remember you were anxious, but you can't actually feel anxiety anymore about an event that's complete. That's because anxiety is an emotion of the future. Now, fear, we would think fear is an emotion of the future, but it's, it's actually not. You can 
think back to something that happened in your past where you felt fear and you can reactivate fear in the now. So the only uh, emotion uh, that you can't access from the past is anxiety. And that's because anxiety isn't actually an emotion. It's a, it's a, a physiological response that the body goes through. And then we have identified this physiological response. We, we identify it as the word anxiety because we're trying to label the experience like we do with other emotions. It, it's very um, empowering to know that anxiety is not an emotion. And this is maybe why a lot of people end up on medication for it and why medication affects it. It's a physiological response the body is having to an, in, an internal stressor. So the unconscious mind in the body is always listening to our thoughts. So when we, if we sat here in our very safe home, or maybe you're sitting in a car, wherever you are, and you're very, very safe, and you begin to think about something unsafe, and, and let's say I had you hooked up to a machine that was monitoring your pulse and your blood pressure and uh, your respiratory, the rate of respiration. If I had a machine that was was measuring your your the, the stress levels of your body, so your heart rate would begin to rise, your breath would become more rapid and shallow. Uh, your blood vessels would actually contract so that the blood would be shunted away from the logic centers of your brain and shunted away from your digestive system so that your limbs would become more engorged in blood so you could fight. You just stimulated the autonomic nervous system's fight-or-flight response of this. It's called the, the, um, the sympathetic response. The opposite of that is the parasympathetic response. Parasympathetic response is rest and digest. And when we're in a relaxed state, we're laughing, we're happy with our friends or family or watching a funny TV show, getting a massage, taking a nice hot bath, doing some yoga, meditating, walking in nature. We're in the, the parasympathetic nervous system response. The body shunts blood away from the limbs towards the core so our digestion can optimally perform. The body shunts allows blood to flow freely to the logic centers of our brain. So we have full access of our brain and many other functions happen. Thousands of enzymatic processes get turned on. It's the healing mode. We want to be in that mode to, to prevent disease. In fact, the immune system functions optimally when we're in the parasympathetic nervous system response. So that's what we want to focus on as much as possible. The moment we start thinking about something that could be perceived as a threat, the body cannot differentiate from what's imagined and what's real. That's why you and I can watch a, a zombie movie and or think even just think about something negative that may happen to us, like a car crash or a loved one dying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying really negative things. These are scary things that if we start to think about it, we will actually see our, our pulse go up and our blood pressure go up and our cortisol levels go up. Our body is reacting to it, but it's not real. It's imagined. It's completely made up. Why is that? Why is it that you and I could even just talk about or think about something that's fictitious and our body will have an, a, an extremely quick and, and powerful physiological response as if we're actually facing that threat right now? And that's because the body and the unconscious mind are always listening to our thoughts and our language that we use, our internal dialogue are always listening. And is always perceiving it as if it's real and it's happening to us right now. So why we getting into an anxious state 
is let's say, and I love this example that I came up with. We're in LA and we, let's say we live and work in LA and there's so much traffic and we're, and let's say COVID-19 doesn't exist and we're all, we're all driving towards work and it's eight, eight thirty in the morning. We're driving to work and everything's going really well until all of a sudden we see brake lights ahead and we're in an anxious state. Boom. It just happens so quick. And we're, we're wondering why am I so anxious right now? Well, what actually happened is you, you, when you saw those brake lights, you thought to yourself, and this thought only takes a second, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for work. There's, there's traffic ahead. I'm going to be late for work. And if I'm late for work, my boss is going to fire me. I'm not going to be able to make enough money. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage or rent. I'm going to be homeless, and then I'm going to die. And the body goes through that. The brain goes through that in one second. You, you see those brake lights, and you immediately associate them with death because your brain is looking for the threat. And so it's, it's going towards, well, what is this? Because this happens, that means that this happens, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. We're meaning-making machines. And unfortunately, our brain is always looking for a threat out there to survive. So now all of a sudden, we're in the stress response. We're, we're totally in the fight-or-flight response, and we're in a state of anxiety. And what's worse is when we're in this state, the body is shunting blood away from the logic centers of our brain, so we can't actually think clearly. And now we're in anxiety. And sometimes people can be in that for days because it just couples upon itself. Even just the sensation of being in anxiety turns it into a panic attack, um, which just becomes worse and worse and worse to the point where they feel like they're going to pass out. They're having a migraine. Their palms are sweating. They, they feel like they're having a heart attack. They're having angina. They're feeling dizzy. They might actually throw up. Uh, all these symptoms are symptoms of a panic attack. And so they go to their doctor because they think that there's something really wrong with them. And the doctor ends up putting them on medication, which is trying to override what's going on in the body. And unfortunately, there's a lot of side effects with these medications when in the first place, it's all started in the mind. Now, when I say that, I feel like some people might feel like I'm doing them a disservice by saying that because what they're experiencing is 100% real. It is It is suffering to them. It is real. By saying it's in your mind, I'm not invalidating it. I'm not saying it's not real. It is real. It is 100% real. Your heart rate increased. It is real. You're feeling it. But it started in a non-physical place. It started in our thoughts. And so we have to come all the way back to the root cause in order to, in order to change it, in order to stop the anxiety. We have to go back to where it started. We have to go all the way back. So taking a medication, and in the medication, I believe we should use medication uh, to save our lives. We should use medication. So if a medication is going to help save your life, if, if anxiety was causing you to like, to the point where you no longer could survive, I, I, I want, you know, I want you to have that option to be able to go on medication. But wouldn't it be wonderful if people were so healthy that they didn't need the medication? That's, that's an ultimate goal for all of us to be so healthy, we don't need medication. Um, and Absolutely. so this, this technique you can use, right? This technique you can use to get to the point where you're no longer triggering anxiety in the body. And if you are, this this is what you do. This is the technique you do when you feel anxiety. You keep doing it. Every time you have anxiety, you keep doing this technique, and you're going to rewire your brain. The, it's called neuroplasticity. You can actually change your habits, change the way your brain thinks. So that you can um, not trigger anxiety anymore um, while still being, uh, while still preparing, prepare for the worst, hope for the best instead of prepare to the worst and then constantly think about and fixate on the worst, which is what triggers anxiety. 
So I know you're pressed for time. Um, I definitely want to teach this technique. Do you have anything? And so in order to teach technique, I, I can um, ask you, I can actually walk you through it and then I'll, and then I'll break it down. Do you have anything that when you think about that's coming up in the future, that when you think about it, you're experiencing anxiety right now while thinking about it? Huh, let's see. I've been, I've been, I mean, me, myself, I've been training myself uh, on these types of things. So I've, I'm getting better at being able to, you know, pull myself out of something when I feel triggered. But um, let's just say, um, uh, okay, I have a job interview and I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit stressed out and, or I don't know, you know, if I'm going to start working again or we're going to start making enough money to pay bills because I think a lot of people right now are in that situation. So let's speak to them and say, okay, what can they do right now? that can help ease their mind. So do you have do you have something that's coming up that when you think about it you feel anxiety and it can it could be like a 2 out of 10 for anxiety but do you have anything coming up that you can think about that make that gives you anxiety right now? Not getting our call on. <laughs> Sorry, not getting anxiety. what? Our call together tonight gave me some anxiety. Um, but other than that, right now I'm um, I can't really think of anything. Okay. But that, that so, did give me some anxiety because I was like, oh, we're going to be late and I get her and I got another call. And, you know, so I started to kind of, I could feel myself revving up a bit. So, um, so yeah. Right. And that's, how that's already that complete. Couple. Right. So that's happened unless you're still worried about the rest of the day going like and the rest of the interviews you have and them and them all being on time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm feeling okay. a little anxious. Great. Great. Okay, good. So on, so you're feeling anxiety right now because you're thinking about the rest of your day and your schedule and you're worried that things could not work out and you could be late for the next interview and all, all the things that could go wrong today. When you think about that, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most and, and 1 being the least, how much anxiety are you feeling right now in your body? I'd say it's about a 4.5. Great. Okay. So what I want you to do, and everyone can follow along, and it doesn't, for this example, you don't have to pick the biggest thing in the world. I want you to pick something small, like four and a half spine. So it could be like, I have a friend who's worried about going to the grocery store right now. You know, I have to wear a mask and I have to, I have to bring my hand sanitizer and, you know, uh, just everything, right? So, so it, you know, for some, for everyone could pick if they wanted to, going to the going to the grocery store if if they can't think of something or paying their taxes or the job interview whatever's happening but not that don't pick like the biggest things i just want to teach you the technique first and then uh, i'm going to break it down so so everyone can pick something and ask yourself on a scale of one to ten how much anxiety you have and just whatever number you feel is fine and go ahead and close your eyes obviously if you're driving you're going to have to pause this and um, I'd like I'd like just for the first time when you learn this to close your eyes, uh, but don't obviously don't close your eyes if you're driving. Go ahead and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that your entire life is like a line below you, like a highway. And it's like a timeline where your front, your, your future is in front of you and your past is behind you. Or perhaps your future is to the right and your past is to the left. However, you imagine time as a linear construct. Uh, in a line, imagine you're floating above it. However you imagine this line, whether it's straight or curved, 
is totally fine. It's your it's your unconscious mind's interpretation of 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 a linear version of of, of your time line of your life. And I want you to go ahead and float above that line, and I want you to float 15 minutes past the successful completion of the event for which you have anxiety around. And I want you to look down on you, see you. You're like a fly on the wall. Look down on yourself and see yourself 15 minutes past the successful completion of the event for which you have anxiety around. Now, where's the anxiety? Is it there? Is it gone? It's gone. Great. Now, for those who ha- that it's gone, they can float back to now and open their eyes. And for those who still have anxiety, there's two things. Uh, about 90% of people, the anxiety is gone. But there's about 10% the anxiety is still there. First, sometimes people don't imagine the successful completion. Sometimes they just imagine the worst case scenario playing out. And so when I say 15 minutes past the successful completion, remember, this is made up, right? We're not we're not soothsaying. We're not fortune telling. I am simply asking you to use your imagination and, and, and imagine a successful outcome. But imagine 15 minutes past the successful outcome. So if it's the grocery store uh, example, you're you're imagining yourself, you're home, you're safe and you're putting your groceries away and everything went really well. Um, imagining if it was like a job interview or an exam, you're now driving home and everything went really well. Maybe you're on the phone with your best friend or your mom or your husband telling them how great it went. So when you imagine this 15 minutes past the successful completion and looking down in your body, ask yourself, where's your anxiety? And if it's at a zero, good, come back to now. There's about 2% of people that still have anxiety. And this is good. This is really good because it means that there was something deeper, that you have anxiety now, but something else underneath. And so ask yourself, what am I anxious of now? And you might find that there that was just the tip of the iceberg. Go 15 minutes past the successful completion of that event and see. And ask yourself, where's my anxiety? And if it's at a zero, come back to now. And if there's still some anxiety there, go 15 minutes past the successful completion of your very long and healthy life. You're, you die 120 years old, surrounded by everyone who loves you, and you're, you're seeing the end of your life. You're 15 minutes past the successful completion of the end of your life. Maybe you're in heaven. Maybe you're in nirvana. Maybe you're whatever your belief system is. You imagine and you see everyone is, is, is just you're successful in life. Everyone around you is happy and everything works out. And that's people who have a general anxiety that don't really can't really fixate on one thing. Doing this exercise turns the anxiety off for them. Imagining the success successful completion of their life, not just the completion of their life, which would continue to trigger anxiety, but the successful completion of their life. So my biggest example is um, I worked with an author who is publishing his second book and he had anxiety around it. And I said, okay, so we did the technique 15 minutes past the successful completion of the book launch. And he said, I could hear in his voice it wasn't 100% over. It went down three points, but there was still some anxiety left. I said, okay, what are you anxious of now? And I made sure he was focusing on the successful completion and not just the completion. He was. And he went, oh, the reviews. 
And I said, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> so 15 minutes past the successful completion of all the reviews, which could be like 2,000 years from now because it's Amazon, right? right? And then the anxiety went to zero. And he had this epiphany. He realized that every time he did an interview, he, he was inconsolable for about an hour after the interview. His wife couldn't even talk to him because he would sit there and fixate on and imagine all the people who listened to the interview not liking him and, and giving him sort of a bad review and everything he said was wrong. And, and he would just imagine that there'd be people he'd never meet in the world judging him and hating what he does wow. and hating his books. And, and he, he didn't, he never caught himself. He didn't realize that, that he was doing that. He was doing that strategy. I'm sure if I dove deeper with him, we could figure out where it came from. But we don't need to. I mean, talk therapy is really healthy and wonderful, but we don't need to do it in order to stop the behavior. We just do this technique. And so he needs to do this technique. He needed to do this technique every time he triggered anxiety until he created a new strategy in his brain. And so he had such great a great insight into his own behavior when he realized that he had been creating his anxiety and he had the control to turn it off. Um, so, yeah, and it's as simple as that. I know that seems very simple, but here's the thing. Figure out what you're feeling anxious about. Go 15 minutes, float above your timeline, go 15 minutes past the successful completion. Ask yourself, where's the anxiety? If it's gone now, good. Come back to now. You're done. That's like, what, 15 seconds? Wow. And then in five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour from now, you might have to do it again. You might have to do it every five minutes until your brain gets it. But every time you experience anxiety, remember, anxiety is not emotion. Anxiety is a sensation of a physiological response of your body shifting from parasympathetic rest and digest mode into the autonomic nervous system's fight or flight um sympathetic nervous system response and being in a state of fight or flight is only good to survive it's only good like if there was a boulder on the highway or if a baby was falling out of a tree i don't know like you just want to react <laughs> you just want to like you, you see those videos of like the dad catching their kid like if the kid is like falling or something and the dad like does this amazing leap and catches the child you know you want to be able to react in those instant moments, but you really only want to be in the fight or flight mode for like one minute top. Like I'm running out of a burning building. I only need like a minute to run out of a burning building. And then I, I want to get out of stress mode. If that is survival, I want that. I want that reaction to survive. Other than that, you want to be in parasympathetic response. But most people these days are living in stress mode, which is a disease causing state. Do this technique every time you have anxiety to turn off the anxiety response. And then I teach additional techniques for how to, it's like prevention, how to retrain your brain so that, um, so that you, you do it preventively so that you continue to train your brain so that you're always in the healing mode as much as possible. Now, speaking of which, I, I saw something that you mentioned that there's a way that you can actually reverse some of the ailments, particularly diabetes, in like three months' time. Yes. Now, is that by practicing yes. this? Uh, no, actually. So I was very sick in my 20s, and so in my 30s, I reversed type 2 diabetes, chronic adrenal fatigue, chronic infections, for which I needed monthly antibiotics for, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and infertility. I was a mess. I was so sick in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I, I worked really hard to seek health. 
and I be I ended up being mentored by naturopathic physicians, and I became a health coach, a certified health coach. And uh, then I started my podcast, the Learn True Health podcast, four years ago, where I've interviewed over um, over 300 naturopathic physicians and holistic uh, doctors. I think we're actually at 430 episodes now, and I just love teaching people how to integrate holistic medicine into their life. It's not woo-woo. It's all science-based. You can reverse disease. Now, of course, the mind plays a big role. Taking control of your mind is key. Um, we can't, you can't just be full of anger or sadness or fear or anxiety and expect optimal health because the body is always reacting to our thoughts and our, and our feelings. So we have to work with our mental and emotional health as much as we have to work with our diet. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't out-supplement a bad diet. Diet comes first. You have to eat healthy, nutritious food and avoid foods that harm the body. But that is tricky because there's so much chaos in the nutrition world. You know, some people say whole grains are really healthy. Other people say don't eat gluten. Don't eat all those grains. They're so bad for you. So what is it? And the truth is there's not one diet. I've interviewed, like I said, I've interviewed over 400 people. There's, these are doctors and experts and they've done clinical studies. There's not one perfect diet for everyone because our nutritional needs are different, but there are foods out there that harm all humans and there are foods that heal most of us that are very nutritious and, and heal most of us. So it's about dialing in the diet that is most healing and nurturing to you. Using nutritional supplements like certain vitamins and minerals to augment our diet and herbs when needed. You know, we can find herbs in replacement of some drugs that are even more effective than some drugs. So uh, there are ways to reverse disease. We don't, there's many, there's many illnesses that we don't need medication for that working with the right naturopathic doctor or functional medicine practitioner we can get to a point where we no longer need uh, medication. Our body is so healthy that we don't need medication. And obviously, prevention is more important than waiting to get a disease. But I, I love showing people how they can be disease-free. That's because I, I, like I said, I, I had five major illnesses and I reversed them all with food and supplements and lifestyle changes. And uh, and that's why I do my podcast to teach people how they can learn true health as well, how they can gain access to optimal health. I love that because uh, I believe in that too. I actually was struck by a drunk driver when I was 22 and wound up with spinal injuries and, you know, I had been mm. hit twice more by two other cars and then I fell in a sinkhole. So my, my whole body went through the trauma, the, you know, PTSD effects that I was feeling after all these things happened. I felt like, you know, the physical and the emotional and it was just a mess. And I was in so much pain, like constantly. And then I started to just learn more about how can I get better? How can I, you know, heal? And though I knew my injuries would never go away, per se, I could try to lead a best life still feeling healthier and happier and not being in this chronic state of pain all the time. And even though I am in pain all the time, I've learned how to still enjoy my life, if that makes any sense. And Again, it's studying all of this stuff with nutrition because, like, I think my diet was never really great. But then once I started implementing the whole foods and eating better, I started to feel better because it gives you more energy. It takes away, like, if you just drink diet sodas and sugary drinks all the time, it just saps 
the water out of your body and then, you know, you'll get more pain. That's how that drinking more water, just simple things like that. It would make such a difference, getting more rest. And, and it's amazing how we can do these things with our bodies. And I was just uh, studying this woman, uh, Dr. Brooke Gardner. Have you heard of her? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, she's really huge on how to reverse different diseases. Um, she's a doctor, but before she was a doctor, when she was 16, she had really bad lupus. And for a couple of years, I mean, she was going through all these kinds of treatments. It was really, really bad. And I was just listening to her story, and so I was just like, you know, let me let me learn more about her. So I just started to listen to her a little bit more. She has a couple of webinars out there and some books and things like that. But it's been amazing because she talks about the whole thing of just, you know, eating a pound of greens a day, basically. And oh, a pound, a pound of greens a meal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we should eat a pound of greens or a pound of vegetables at every meal. That's actually not that much. Um, I know it it's sounds not, like a lot, no. but our, our stomach can expand and that fiber, I could, I could do a whole two hour podcast just on, just on the health benefits of eating three pounds of, of vegetables a day. I, I interviewed a woman, you might have heard of her, Dr. Terry Walls, and you can look up if you type Terry Walls TED Talk. Uh, she did a TED Talk a few years ago on reversing MS. She had such oh, wow. bad MS that she was in a, a special wheelchair where her ankles were higher than her heart. And can you imagine oh being gosh. in a motorized wheelchair? And she was a doctor, and she, she was so worried that she would lose her clinic. And um, I think she also did some kind of teaching as a professor, but she was very, you know, just highly educated. She went to the top doctors in the world on MS, and they had her on drug after drug after drug. And it was so bad. She was in so much pain. But she was, she's a real fighter because she has kids and she wanted to see them graduate high school. And so she thought to herself, if I could just, if I could slow down the progression of this disease long enough so I can see my kids graduate high school before I die of this miserable disease, because she had a very aggressive form of MS. Wow. She goes, then I'll be happy. And it was, it was bad. So all the medication was only making it worse. She wasn't really getting any headway there. So she started to do her research and you know, as her as a doctor she and as a scientist she looked at it from the standpoint and she saw there was some information about how um MS is related to mitochondrial disease. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It's actually not a part of us. It's a, it's a it's a bacteria that joined our bodies long ago, thousands, you know, many, many, many years ago. Um, so it's a bacteria that lives inside our cells. It, it cohabitates with us and we depend on the mitochondria to produce our energy. Uh, so it's a, it's a very interesting synergy that we have with bacteria. We're just starting to understand the microbiome of our skin, of our gut, and that we're seeing that even our DNA or our, our mitochondria could be considered part of that, you know, classified as a, as a, mito, a, um, a microbiome of its own. And so she started to take supplements to support mitochondrial function. And she noticed that she was getting more energy and actually getting to the point where she didn't need the wheelchair. And then she thought, what if I take food instead of these supplements? Because supplements, I mean, supplements are great. But you can't include the thousands of phytochemicals and nutrients that are in plants when you isolate a vitamin. And so she started to eat uh, copious amounts of fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables, a variety of colors. And she was able to get herself to the point where she was out of that wheelchair within months 
And months later, she was riding her bicycle around the block. Yeah. And months later, she was riding a horse. And she's now um, cane-free and, and, and wheelchair-free and can run and, and, you know, has no MS yeah. at all in her body. And she's helped thousands of people reverse MS. But now she's gone on to see that, in fact, um, all autoimmune disease, because MS is considered an autoimmune disease, all autoimmune disease is um, a disease of mitochondria uh, as, as one of the factors. Another factor is digestion. And, and you know, so they're seeing what, why, is, why do we have a huge spike in, in lupus is another form of autoimmune. Why do we have this? Why do we have this problem? And the common, the common thread between all the doctors I've interviewed who reverse disease naturally, the common thread is whether you're reversing cancer or diabetes or any autoimmune, because I've interviewed dozens of doctors who regularly reverse. I, I'm not using the word cure because, you know, there's so much taboo around the word cure, but reversing to no longer have those issues. They do this all the time with their clients and many of them have published studies. The common thread is getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, eating enough nutrition, and cutting out the processed foods. Those are the common threads in every program that reverses disease. So the simple things like, oh, and also decreasing stress, you know, that's important. But you can't, you can't decrease stress and go to McDonald's and expect to have a long and healthy life, right? Likewise, you can't eat a a raw vegan diet and then and then go work on Wall Street and expect to have a long healthy life because we have to balance our stress levels we have to balance our rest levels our sleep levels our moving our body in a way that brings us joy every day don't call it exercise because people hate that word but move your body in a way that brings you joy whether it's going for a walk or playing with your kids or running with your dog or whatever it is get joy out of the experience of moving your body every day Drinking at half of your body weight in ounces, meaning if you're 200 pounds, drink 100 pounds of 100 ounces of water a day. Um, and then on top of that, add eight ounces of water for every vice. So a vice would be like stress, um, uh, would be consuming caffeine, consuming sugar, consuming alcohol. You want to add even more water to that to compensate. Uh, one of the doctors I've had on the show who used to be the dean of the uh, naturopathic school of Bastyr University, uh, her name's Dr. Molly Niedermeyer, says that a 5% reduction in hydration equals a 25% reduction in, in energy. People are going around wow. exhausted all the time uh, in stress mode, and then they pound back the coffee instead of drink water. And it's, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then they take NSAIDs for the headache, which then is like a nuclear bomb for our digestion. It just tears apart the digestion and causes leaky gut syndrome and harms and the, the liver. liver and, also, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it actually, NSAIDs in, inhibit the body's own mechanism for uh, reducing inflammation. So even though it is an anti-inflammatory, it actually leaves us defenseless against inflammation once it wears off. Um, so it's really like we have to just weigh in terms of medication, we have to weigh the pros of the cons and then also look to look to healing the body and supporting the body every day with food, exercise, sleep um, and hydration. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, it's funny because that's the same stuff that I keep seeing over and over and over again. And, and I can 
I can attest just from, from the things I've tried out for myself that they really work. And I still have a long way to go because I do fall prey to, you know, if I'm on the road and, and I'm hungry, and that's why I try to pack my lunches and things like that. And I think it's important for everybody to, to really try to, to pack up those things. Like I take a Sunday and I'll take the morning and I will cook and prep. And yes, it's yes. Work, but in the but in the end, it's so worth it because you know that every time you eat a meal, it's going to be healthy. You're not going to have all these added sugars and salts and sodium, all that stuff that's going to damage your body. And you can actually, if you're looking to lose weight or something like that, you can actually lose weight. Um, and, you, and your skin, oh my gosh, the skin loves it. You know, it's like, I remember, I, was, I hate to admit it, but I was a smoker for many years. And uh, thankfully, I've been free of that for the last, I don't know, maybe seven years now. But just smoking cigarettes. It, you know, it, it wreaks havoc on your skin. And once I quit that and, and went with the green juices and this, that, and the other thing that I was implementing in my body, I could immediately see, like, this change in, in the, physio- the, the physiology of it. Just like, wow, I had brighter eyes and my skin was rosy and it was clear. And I was like, holy crap, this really is true, you know. And you don't believe it until you actually do it yourself and see it. And I think that's what a lot of people think. Oh, yeah, right, sure, it's a myth. Or, yeah, it would be nice if. But I feel like even if they just take a Sunday morning and you just say, you know what, I'm going to make three salads ahead of time. So at least you have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to start off your week. Like, I don't put dressings on them. I'll just put them in bowls and, you know, pack them away. And they usually last pretty fine, you know, and they don't they don't spoil or anything like that. And have a breakfast, you know, cereal mix. And I don't do, like, the cereal that you get in the boxes because they just have so much sugar and stuff like that. You just try to find... The natural, I find like the gluten-free, um, I can't think of the name of the company that, that makes it. And it's amazing just having that nutrition can really, really make a difference. And your energy levels just like start to skyrocket. Like I'll lay in bed at 1130 and like, okay, wait a minute. I'm like wide awake. Why am I wide awake? I need to go to sleep. And, uh, you know, because when you get up at five in the morning, you, you need to go to bed by like 930, 10 o'clock at night. And so you realize like, wow, and you're working out. So, you know, just a little bit of Walking or just a little bit of exercise can go a long way. And, and I think people, um, they've been stuck in their houses all these months now. And with the gyms being closed and all the extra stress of everything, they're homeschooling their children. Or I, I can only imagine, I don't have kids, but I can't even imagine. I was just saying to my boyfriend, like, imagine being stuck at home and having four children. You know, you have to homeschool them. you got to feed them, cook for them. I mean, you don't get a break. You're just running for them all day long. And it's got to be really hard. Yeah, no kidding. That's where many of us are homeschooling right now. And it's, uh, I think last month was more stressful than this month because now I'm, I got my routine down. And, uh, so it's a, <laughs> a finding that May has been less stressful, but getting, adapting to a new routine can be stressful. Remember the technique I taught to turn off the stress response. Focus on the successful completion. It'll also give you clarity as to what you want, the ultimate goal. Um, I, and I teach other techniques. I have a whole program. It's a month-long program where I teach absolutely every NLP technique that will help you to turn off stress, get really focused, and allow you to get the results you want in life. Um, and I offer that on my website, learntruehealth.com. Um, there's a really cool video if you go to, so you go to the menu section of Learn True Health, it, and it says for your anxiety, which is the course. If you go to that, you'll see like a three-minute video. I wanted to prove to people that this works. Obviously, I showed you the technique. It works, but I wanted to show people how cool it is. So I went to Facebook, to my local Facebook group of like 50,000 people in uh, the city or the town I'm, I'm in. And I said, um, 
if you have anxiety, you want to meet at the local park. Um, I want to teach you a technique and I'm going to prove to people this works. And so I met complete strangers. I met five strangers I'd never met before. And we put the cell phone in their face. And I sat down and I said, you know, what do you have anxiety around? And, um, and I filmed doing this technique with total strangers and I put a little video together to show that, uh, that this works. It's so cool. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the first technique and, and this is very effective. But the other techniques I teach are even more effective at rewiring the brain because it's about prevention and, uh, and, and shaping your reality. You get to actually master and control your reality. And so that's um, that's a course. It took me uh, 14 months to compile and film and produce and and plan this course. Although I've been teaching this stuff since 2005, so I really I I took the time and I put 14 months into developing this course. And I've had wonderful feedback from the people that have gone through it. Uh, it's it's very it's very rewarding to know that that I can take something that like someone could work with me and hire me and be their coach. Um, but they'll get very uh, similar, if not uh, this, more results from doing this course because they can do it. They can watch the same video over and over again and and keep keep diving deeper and deeper into it. I love that. And I'm going to uh, put everything there on your website and links that they can reach you if they want to join that because it sounds like a great program that they probably should get into if they're if they're in that situation. And um, mm-hmm. since our time is just about up, is there uh, also, are you on social media? You mentioned you're on Facebook. Uh, what is your Yeah, Facebook so I have handle? a, right, I've got a Facebook group that's free, and it's for all my listeners, the Learn True Health podcast. I think we've got four or 5,000 people in there now, and it's a wonderful community of really supportive people who are into optimal health and learning how to no longer have disease in their body and to just be, no matter whether you're very sick right now and you just want to start to feel normal again or whether you want to prevent it anywhere in between, come join the Facebook group. It's really supportive and I'm just, I love this community. Um, just search to learn true health in Facebook. You can also search anywhere we love listening to podcasts. You can search learn true health and listen to the hundreds of episodes I've done or the latest 300 episodes I've done. It's on iTunes. Uh, with all kinds of holistic doctors that love reversing disease naturally and showing the science as to how it works. Uh, I really geek out on that. And uh, my website has all the episodes posted there as well, which is learntruehealth.com. Thank you so much. I, I am going to listen to some of them because I'm sure, I mean, I'm, I'm like a you know fiend for knowledge, so um, I can't wait to dig in and learn some more. And thank you again for being here. I really appreciate that. Thank you. This has been a great discussion. I, I just love sharing this, and I'm so excited that your listeners can go out and imagine 15 minutes past the successful completion, and by doing so, turn off the stress response. And doing that every day, every time they have anxiety, will sh- will totally shift their life, their experience, their world. I'm excited for them to try it out, and I hope that they write you and give you feedback and let you know um, how that helped them, how, how this technique has helped them today. I would love to hear that from my lifers. I would love to know if this helps you because I think it's a great way to quickly transform those thoughts and so that you can live a happy life and not have to feel that angst that you feel when, when the anxiety kicks in because anxiety is definitely no fun. Ashley, thank you for all of your pearls of wisdom. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you again. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yes. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And to my lifers out there, thank you so much for listening. 
I am so excited to share with you that I have finished the book. It's finally out. And if you get a chance, I am only selling it right now for a dollar because I'm trying to raise some money for charity. And go to 151secrets.com. You not only get the book, but you also get the four bonuses, which is the 151 music videos that inspired for the secret title, as well as the song samples on Amazon Music. You get a downloadable journal that you can write all of your action steps in there. And you get a shopping guide with some of my favorite products, programs, and books that I talk about within the book, which will be up on the website as well. And you get a private Facebook community so that if you have any questions, we can all help each other and meet some like-minded folks. So please, please join me and help me raise money for feeding America and for human trafficking. And I hope you'll enjoy it because especially now if you're looking to maybe make some changes in your career or you maybe want to start a part-time business to earn some extra money, this book can really help you get there and think of some ways that you can think outside of the box to help you on your path to finding out what you want to do with your next chapter. So thanks again for joining us and don't forget to subscribe and if you want leave a review uh, it will help make my show in there so please don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes and remember to live happily lovingly successfully necessarily and luxuriously until the next time if you like what you hear tell someone if you like what you hear be a dear and pass it on Don't forget to stop at our website, www.lifesnecessitiesandluxuries.com for more tips, tricks, tutorials to live a very necessary and luxurious life.